Welcome to Short Takes with Phoebe and Sid. With so much to talk about, Phoebe and I decided to do some short takes on current issues just so we get to pick each other's brain on news and gossip that interests us both. So here we go. First round, Megan and Harry's interview with Oprah. Which I don't know anything about. Until I briefed you, but it's okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, you actively blocked it out because you thought it wasn't even that important. I mean, I don't get why this is front page news. If this was in the entertainment section, then fine, they're famous people, but why is everyone so obsessed with them? The news <laughs> is literally some people said some things. Why is that news? <laughs> because I feel like. I mean, I, this might sound offensive, but I feel like it, for a modern monarchy to stay as relevant as the Queen of England, the the I- ideals that th- that they used to define themselves in the past has unfortunately changed, and there's this heavy reliance on exposure and media to keep them in the conversation, whether it's a healthy or toxic one. That's my observation, and again, I'm not British. I clearly don't share the same sentiments. For the royal yeah. family. I don't know if, if it's something they personally enjoy or the media are just really obsessed with the royals. You know, like how it happened with Diana back in the day. Mm. Well, I, I, I wouldn't be able to say anything for the British public, but like for me personally, it's they've always been interesting because they're the royal family that's most talked about. Um, they have this image, they have all this drama, this backstory, and they also represent a certain type of class, white privileged class in like from the British Empire from centuries ago. So th- for that part, it's kind of interesting. But um, specifically speaking about the issue with Meghan and Harry and their interview with Oprah, I my take on that is that I feel like I don't know what their intentions are. I don't think that any of these celebrities' intentions can be completely innocent. When I say completely innocent, it's like, come on, they got to survive. They got to talk about something. They got to do stuff to generate revenue and profit for their existence as public figures. But what I do like appreciate from this interview that they did was that like Diana's role, they're sort of publicly raising awareness towards certain illnesses. For Diana, it was AIDS, right? She was the first royal to publicly shake hands and hug um, a patient with AIDS. And that really changed our stigma towards them. And I'm not saying that the royal family doesn't do that. It's just they just don't happen to have that much publicity as people like Diana or Megan or Harry. And so the impact is just not as strong. And what Megan's done this time is that she's allowing people that struggle with all sorts of types of mental illness to understand that even a princess has these struggles and even a princess has to find a way to deal and live with these struggles and learn how to move on you know and i think that's a very very positive impact irregardless of whatever intentions they had in the beginning that's not my problem i don't care sure i guess so but mm. i'm not how sure if you? that's the part that everyone is focusing on everyone seems to be i know focusing well, on, the, on the racial issue yeah i mean the racial issue is is definitely very sensitive and it's horrifying if it were true then it clearly is horrifying But it's also a very good opportunity for people to point out that, you know, whether it's directly from the monarchy, racism still exists in America, in Europe, in anywhere where, unfortunately, white people are still privileged because of their skin color. Yeah, I don't know why people would be so surprised. (laughs) Obviously, I don't know about what exactly she said, but I'm assuming she didn't name whoever it was that said rude comments towards her, but... The royal family, the queen and the 
the prince, they are very old. It's not exactly surprising in their generation <laughs> to make rude racial comments. Everyone has that weird grandma or weird uncle who does that, and I feel like people just have. Very high expectations of celebrities, especially when they have certain connotations like royalty, that they have to be perfect、mm-hmm. somehow and moving with the times. When the reality is, they're like a hundred; they lived in a different time, so they're not going to be perfect <laughs> in the terms of political correctness in the current age. And it's not shocking at all. I think what would be disappointing for me if I put myself in, in the shoes of someone that was very engaged with. All this royal drama is that I agree with you that you know Queen Elizabeth, Prince Charles—they're from like the last generation, and frankly, it's not really their responsibility to be woke. I mean, that was not their generation. Yeah, I'm more disappointed in、um, William and Kate because they haven't done anything upsetting, but they have been too conservative, too careful about their image. And that's what irks me. I feel like you know, you know, you're gonna be the future well, king. Well, they kind of have to because they're the future king and queen. That's true. I mean, again, I'm not invested, so I my comments are just like you know, trivial opinions on like, eh, why doesn't he or she say that? Could have been、yeah. better. But hey, I know life is complicated for a royal, and they must have their reasons why, you know, voicing out what seems to be politically correct in the current political climate. Um, whether yeah, that's important or necessary for them, there's been a very different take in the press depending on whether you're viewing、true. the British or American press on what's happening. That is true. So why don't we start from、um, the British press, since like you live there, you might know a little bit more than me <laughs> on well, how the tabloids are commenting on this. Yeah, the tabloids. <laughs>、uh, they annoy me so much. Just the way they phrase their head headlines make me want to bonk someone on the head. <laughs> how so? It's just very inane. I feel like they're very aggressive. I feel like it's not just clickbait anymore. It's like you, you can imagine this very angry editor trying to like constantly fuel anger.、Angst. Yeah, and they just try to keep the conversation going in any possible way. First, you report on the initial interview, and then you're like, "This person's take on what happened," and who cares about this person? <laughs> this person responds to this person's take on what happened. Yeah, and none of them are. Really directly from the source of whatever drama or problem people are talking about. It's always a royal expert. Which, I know, does that basically mean someone who spent a lot of time covering royal news? Because that that title, and I'm sorry if this sounds offensive, that title confuses me. Because like, if you are a political specialist,、um, you know, and in a news argu- organization, or like if if you're a medical specialist, you mean you're expected to have information on certain things that are. Not only talked about in the news to the lay public, public, it's also like sort of echoed or confirmed by experts as well. Yeah, but what makes you an expert on, on the royal family? Yeah, someone's and personal life. Dealings. Yeah, because I, I, I would understand if like you're an expert on how like you know rules and laws or historical traditions in the monarchy, but like who's racist, who racist, who's not, who's in power? How do you know about the personal lives of royal people? It's just a huge, complicated celebrity <laughs> fuckfest. They're just kind of feeding off each other's celebrity、mm-hmm. and the,、mm-hmm. the few people who find their opinions relevant somehow to add to、mm-hmm. the conversation. I think, like in America, gossip is—it's still aggressive, but it's—I think it was—it's relatively laid back, laid back because we don't. Well, not we. They don't 
um, they don't label the word expert on someone who's, whose job is to follow people around and take photos. Like, it's always a quote from a friend. Like, oh, a friend of Britney Spears says this. A friend of Angelina Jolie says this. It's never like a royal expert or a Hollywood expert, you know, yada, 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 says. <laughs> Super weird. Um, but generally what I'm seeing from the American press is that um, they're actually more welcoming and more empathetic with Megan. And uh, a lot of the um, more, I wouldn't say serious, but like, journal like journalistic outlets that really want to fight for a certain cause they're focusing a lot on how megan is shedding light on mental issues and this is actually, this is actually something that um america is trying to make an effort on is that they have like a journalism program and at the moment i can't really remember what the full name is but it's funded by columbia and it trains journalists how to write about war conflict and trauma Right, cool. Um, and so journalists at the moment, from what I'm seeing, they're trying to reframe the narrative and direct towards, this is a problem. Let's not get into the details on how fun or interesting or dramatic the problem is. Let's figure out solutions. Let's raise awareness. And I feel like that's, I, I see that as a very optimistic take on how things have gone in terms of their interview. Would you say that Americans are less royal obsessed so they can take this situation and try to apply it to more practical um, topics to be talked about instead of, you know, just focusing on the gossip? Yeah, because I feel like, then again, I'm not completely sure, but from what I'm reading from both sides, uh, what I sense is like, um, the British public has a very close and intimate relationship with the monarchy almost as if the monarchy were family members of their own families their own households yeah um so there is this narrative or this type of dialogue that sounds something like you know when someone's like you can complain about how annoying your parents are and how corrupt they are for being horrible at with parenting and how they messed up your life but with the moment someone you know, attacks your parents, you get super defensive, even though you know at some point your parents probably probably fucked up. I, yeah, I feel that, that sort sense. of defensiveness. Like the, the British public identifies more with the royal family. Not all of them. Some people are very anti-royal, yeah. but a big proportion mm -hmm. of the population still has that queen and country tradition, whereas the Americans are just kind of watching from the sidelines and probably rooting for mm. Meghan since she's American. Yeah, and I also feel like, like other countries, the royal family is like another famous institution. It's like, I'm not equating George Clooney's equivalence to the queen, but I'm just saying like, for someone that's not British and doesn't have that relationship with the monarch, the idea of Kate or William is the same as, you know, any famous Hollywood star. They're celebrities, they're famous, they're unattainable, they're pretty and they're interesting. Yeah, I guess that <laughs> makes sense. Speaking of that, what do you think like us as Asians tend to view this or how is it represented in Chinese media or Taiwanese media based on what regarding the monarchy or the English monarchy? Yeah, regarding the English monarchy and obviously the gossip that has been, you know, streaming on the internet concerning Meghan and Harry's interview with Oprah. Well, in China I feel like there's two actually very conflicting takes that exist symbiotically mm -hmm. somehow. There is the everyone wants to be a princess and everyone wants to marry a prince thing. So we're kind of curious mm -hmm. about the whole idea since we got rid of our monarchy over a hundred years mm -hmm. ago. We we like mm -hmm. the, you know, connotations of a royal family, but we're also very mm -hmm. proud of our um, 
traditions of not having modernity that that we uh-huh, you know started uh-huh. a revolution got rid of the monarchy not that we're in a very democratic situation at the moment but we have this kind of national mm-hmm. pride about what happened when we overthrew the monarchy so it's like we don't want any of that here mm. but we are very curious about what happens with these countries that do have royals and every little girl has a dream about marrying a prince mm-hmm. how about in taiwan mm-hmm. Um, what I what I get from the media here, it's still treated as gossip. Uh, we don't see the monarchy as something to look up to. It's like I said, it's like talking about very any famous person that is entertaining, and whether it, their art or their personal lives. Uh, but it, I, I agree that there's like two extreme uh, perspectives towards um, the current events. I feel like there are a lot of people who see Megan as like um, a social class climber. Uh, and there are other people that sympathize with her, but I feel like because our media is also unhealthy, it's just not as aggressive to the point. Because we, we, I'm sorry, we have a relatively lazier media industry. If it's foreign news, no one's going to yeah. send a car after. Yeah, like we're too laid back for that. What I felt about Taiwanese media is that it doesn't <laughs> care so much about things happening no. outside of Taiwan as you know no. media in other countries when they treat international news. Taiwanese very people serious, are very yes. Taiwan focused. Well, we're, we're not funded enough and our readers don't necessarily care. Um, yeah, but not much happens our... in Taiwan. What does yeah, the news uh, talk about? There are sometimes that I read about stuff on mainstream and what we should call serious news outlets, and I'm like, why is this news? I mean, it's not gossip, but is this relevant? Remember to that giant that rubber should... duck? They reported on that oh giant my... rubber duck going to different ports for like a year. <sighs> there was this one time where I read about like, so apparently there's this one like local vendor, like little like food stand with seats. And sure. in order to make it easier, I guess, for their local customers to discern the difference between certain dishes, they printed everything out life size on the table. And someone, I guess, with questionable depth perception, hopefully he wasn't sick, but I'm just saying, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody disabled, but <laughs> I was trying to say, was someone got confused on whether that was real food or not. And that went on the news. What? You would think. That if we had resources to somebody send a couldn't to read that, a menu on a table of a street vendor. that had a life-size picture of a bowl of ramen. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's yeah. Compared to that, the rubber duck news is like quality journalism. It is. It's very quality journalism. But what I'm trying to say is that we over sensationalize news as well, gossip as well. Basically, we're treating this as trivial gossip, and people like conspiracy theories in Taiwan a lot, and our pundits thrive on those scripted debates i guess that makes sense because if there's a lack of interest in foreign news initially you need to spin it in some sort of way that makes it more intriguing or gossipy for people to pay attention yeah that's why a lot of like our more idealistic journalistic outlets are trying really hard to like sort of produce hard hard news while trying to also do explanatory journalism like vox does um, hopefully to get the public or the younger generation more engaged in issues that actually matter. <laughs> sure. And what is their okay. take on this whole marrying a prince thing? Is that you appealing mean how to like Taiwanese Asian people? people? Yeah. Uh, it's like it's like marrying George Clooney. It's the same thing. So and there's like, not any particular marrying a prince and then you become a princess thing? I, th- I think people care about the royal family because of Diana's impact. Even in Taiwan? Yeah, because like Diana was a worldwide sensation. She was right, gorgeous. Okay. She was charming. 
and she had her own individual impact in many aspects. It's like if you were to report on something funny Obama did or interesting that Obama that the Obama family or the Trump family did. Um, yeah, I don't sense. particularly think that the Queen of England is that important just because we're not British. Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, she she's very old now. She hasn't done anything particularly interesting for a while. <laughs> Apart from being immortal, that's very interesting. Uh, I think what people do find interesting is like um, the, the shades of colors that she wears. Like she has like there's a, there's a whole rainbow spectrum <laughs> yeah. of the types of suits that she wears. That made the news. That did make the news. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember all the memes when she wore that bright green suit and people oh, yeah. started photoshopping different colors on it because it was like a green screen. <laughs> I know. I'd, act, I'd like to ask you a question since we're on the Asian topic. Um, do you and your friends ever talk about marrying a prince or what are your parents or like, you know, people around you, what are their takes on marrying a prince? Because I was brought up in a family where my mom was trying to get me to be a very independent woman and she heard so many stories about celebrities who tried to marry into like what we would equate with royal families as in like rich institutions, rich companies. Sure. You know, and they off, the gossip often led to like um, dreadful divorces, a lot of cheating on the guy's side, yada yada yada, and um, a lot of bullying from but the rich. What about family. the Disney? You're a big Disney fan. Don't you have that princess mm-hmm. thing from watching all the Disney princesses? Nah, I always wanted to be like, I always wanted to be a Princess Leia type. I never wanted to be a princess that had, I wanted to be born a princess, if that makes any sense. I never wanted to be married to a prince to justify my title as a princess. If if I ever had a fantasy that came with a connotation of princess, it was always like, I want to be Princess Leia. I want to be someone who was born a princess and happens to be a superwoman. I've never wanted to marry someone rich. It's never appealed to me. That makes sense. By the way, yeah. if you ever wanted to get a kick out of having a title, I think in the UK you can pay like a hundred pounds and yeah. get yourself a title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I read those ads. <laughs> you, they give you like a tiny piece of land and you're like a lordship or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? You know, when you're choosing the title in the drop down menu, I always want to pick something weird like right honorable. <laughs> well, I don't really need to do that because. Okay, this is funny because like. Um, my other British like co-worker that used to work with me laughed at me about this and I did realize how ridiculous this would sound to a British person. So Go on. I I force my kids to call me either Princess or Lady Sydney just because I realize I'm not born a princess, I might as well make myself one and their kids are gullible. And <laughs> it serves my vanity very well. And I'm, I, I used to have a British co-worker who was teaching with me at the same cram school and he was like, I'm gonna call... Well, he had this very like um, East London accent that I, I can't do. I'm gonna butcher it. But he was basically like, "Oh, I've never had a chance to call someone a lady. I'm definitely going to use this opportunity to make fun of you as much as I want." Yes, because <laughs> I, I don't know any lords and ladies. British people would find that very funny. <laughs> well, it's okay. The justification was for the kindergartners. It was really easy to like trick them into calling me princess. But for the older kids, it was like what. <laughs> and then I was like, well, they didn't understand the connotations that came with the title lady. And for them, that just meant woman or miss or missus in their idea, because their vocab in their vocabulary sure. test, lady just meant a lady, you know, a woman. So I was like, so you're calling me Lady Cindy because I don't want to be a Miss Wang yet. So sorry. Why not? Works with kindergartners. Yeah. And I don't need a prince to be a princess. I can just be my own princess. Yeah. And... What is the difference really between that and spending a hundred pounds to buy a certificate that says you're a lady? 
actually more yeah, people in your kindergarten class recognize you as a lady than if you bought a certificate. You would have to tell people and, they, and show them the certificate, and they would judge you for actually going to the trouble of buying a certificate. Exactly, and they respect the princess. They respect the ladyship. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> How about you? How about you? Like, if you were to tell your friends that you wanted to marry a prince, would that be something that would be frowned upon or be encouraged? I think my mom likes the idea. She has it in a very <laughs> idealistic way. She thinks that I'm good enough for anybody. Her daughter is the best. I'm good enough for any prince, any celebrity. <laughs> well, you are. You are. <laughs> she's not really worrying about the downsides of marrying someone rich and powerful. Like you know the. Mm. Inheritance and cheating and that kind of thing. I feel like this is more of a family culture thing. Like, yeah, I, I don't think that Asians particularly have an issue with marrying rich or marrying a prince. It's like just you know, get your shit together, don't screw up, and send your and send money to your parents. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the main rule: send money to your parents. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't like, care if you marry a self-made prince or. A prince by birthright. Just remember, you are sharing your dough. <laughs> <laughs> you can marry a dictator for all we care. <laughs> yes, just make sure we don't all starve, okay? Yeah. Uh, okay. Next question: If Megan were East Asian, uh, what do you think she would do in terms of whatever she's going through? Well, there wouldn't be a story if she, Megan was East Asian, like typically East Asian, because we wouldn't. Air our grievances with the family to the press. That's like big Asian no-no, right? That is true, and I'm not completely sure how racism goes in terms of if there was a comparison between Asian and African American. Because despite Megan being biracial, like she's half white, right? And I feel like a lot of the criticism towards her is unfortunately still riddled with racism. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if an Asian would have that. Like, I'm sure there would be racism. I'm just not sure if it would be as strong, or if it would have been directed in a certain way, the way mm. that, as the way that it was directed in Megan's direction. I don't know. That would be interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know I much about Megan, but for from my uh, idea of her, she's just very American. There's nothing yeah. specifically African American that I associate with her. All I know is that she was an American actress. And、yeah, yeah, yeah. That is reflected in her personality. So, I feel like the people making a big deal about her race are just very racially focused people. True, and I also feel like if it was an Asian person, if there had to be some type of discrimination, it would probably link it to a family business that's that's cheating their customers. I just feel like Asians <laughs> constantly have that connotation where they're so shrewd business people, you know. That、Shady、they must be cheating on something. Yeah, I, I feel like there would be like, oh, so and so's father has been skipping taxes, and yes, he's yet he's a multimillionaire. Yada yada yada. I、you、could、know? totally imagine that. I feel like that would be the type of、um, stigma that would be associated with an Asian princess if she were to. Oh, and maybe there would be the、family. whole tiger mom thing when she has her child. Oh yeah. Yeah, or they would talk about her tiger mom because, like, they always talk about the bride's mother. Like, they did it with Kate. They did it with、um, uh, Megan's mom. Oh my god, the stories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I don't know if that would be as harmful as like discussing the skin color because I feel like Asians are kind of in between that like middle ground. It's our features that really tell you we're Asian. Our skin color. We're more obsessed about being fair and white <laughs> than any、yeah. other culture. Especially East Asians. 
Oh, and also, if Megan were half、uh, East Asian in one of the countries touched by colonialism, there would be a whole different spin、oh. on that, because yeah, the UK and America's colonial relationship is pretty mild considering. Yeah, it would definitely be very interesting、um, if the royal family were to ever bring in a bride that was half Asian or half yeah, or like fully half Chinese、Asian. or Philippines.、Mm. They've done a lot of colonialism over here. But I do agree with you that I don't think she, if if Megan had an East Asian cultural background, she, I don't think she would have made that big of a spectacle. There are people in East East Asia who do use this tactic. I mean, I'm saying public figures, but generally, what would be agreed upon was to take people down subtly and carefully and sneakily without people knowing how they died. Yeah, <laughs> she would throw throw shade so subtly that people wouldn't realize that she was throwing shade. The East Asian mentality is like we want you to realize how much shit you're in till the moment you realize one of your legs, one of your foot is already in the coffin. Close. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we you're making it sound very scary. We are. Don't fuck with Asians. You'll see. Look at Xi Jinping. <laughs> so this is where the Chinese mafia trope comes in. Well, that was that was a fun interview. Yeah, yeah, I like this.、Um, so, hopefully, we come up with something interesting to talk about next time in these、um, five questions that we do the the short takes. And well, that was fun. So, see you guys soon. Bye bye.